How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need Rose. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Welcome to another movie pod. I'm Zach Williamson with Ross Cuts for today. We're talking some Star Wars, UFOs, and we're going to have our Westworlds episode six and seven reviews at the end of this pod. Plug, 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 plug. Yeah, plug. So first, hey, go download our Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. We did two episodes this week, me and Ross, on the history of the Targaryens. Talked about Aenys, that's his name, and Megor the Cruel, who are both Aegon's sons. Don't hate. His name's Aenys, dude, or Aenys. <laughs> Come on, man. How can I not make fun of that fool? Why would you name your kid that? There's so many other little AE names you can do. It's a different culture. They don't sound like anus. You know he got picked on as a kid. Did they even know what is an anus? Is like an anus the same thing back then as it is now? The word? Don't they say anus in Game of Thrones? I don't remember. You're reading the books right now. What do they call a butthole? I guess, yeah, they probably do say anus. Yeah, man. Or an arse. <laughs> they say arse. They do say arse. They're like British, British shit. That's true. They're all British-ass actors. That makes sense. George R. R. Martin's American though, right? Yeah. Why don't we cast a bunch of Americans? Oh, he probably wrote it so they would have accents like that because he was thinking about old English shit. Because he modeled it after the War of the Roses and after England. Yeah, exactly. All those pointless wars for religion. Anyway, download our Patreon, patreon.com slash none of the movie pod. We're going to do Extraction on there. It's on Netflix right now. It's a Chris Hemsworth movie. It's directed by Sam Hargrave. He was the stunt double for Captain America. He was getting on the back of those cars and filming that shit, man. That's cool stunt work. I love seeing that kind of stuff. Produced by the Russo brothers, written by Joe Russo. Stunt work is amazing. A1. And that one-shot sequence, but we'll talk about all that on the Patreon on that episode. Okay, let's move on. Star Wars TV shows is a new one development, female-centered. It is going to be in a different timeline than any of the other ones, anything else we've seen. So it's finally getting away a little bit from what was going to happen similar to what Ryan Johnson's new movie trilogy, if that happens still is... Wait, different timeline or different universe? Okay, the different universe, I saw Deadline say that. There's no way, dude. If they start doing multiverse, I'm so out on Star Wars. That'd be so stupid. I'm out. <laughs> you know how dumb that would be? And they started doing time travel. Well, they already kind of did that in the Rebels show or whatever, but that's why I don't even really recognize that. Sorry, but time travel is stupid. Don't do that. Don't do multiverse. They did time travel in Rebels? No. Yeah, that's why there's a stupid theory that Kylo can come back because he's in some world between the world. I don't even know. It sounds like a cop house. I just don't even listen to any of that stuff. Anyway, the writer I've heard is pretty good things about her. It's Leslie Headland. She co-created the Netflix series Russian Doll. Have you watched that? I haven't watched that yet, but I've heard good things. Uh-uh. I haven't even heard of it. What's it? Do you know what it's about? I don't know what it's about, honestly. I don't really know. I've seen it on Netflix because, you know, when you hop on Netflix and when they promote movies, because it's right in your face the whole time. So I saw it from then, but I didn't watch it. I don't know why. It has really good reviews. 97% Rotten Tomatoes, 8.0 IMDb. That's pretty good. Worth the viewing. Yeah, that's. I might have to check this shit out. I might start tonight. My thing with Netflix, though, now is like, I remember when I first got Netflix years ago, anything they put on, I was like, I'm gonna watch that because it was usually quality. But now they'll promote the stupidest shit to me when I first log on. I'm like, I don't want to see this. Sometimes I just scroll right past that. They still put out a lot of quality, though. But yeah, they mixed in some trash. We gotta check this show out, I guess. So I don't know anything else about her. Let's see what else she's done. Oh, she co-wrote it with Amy Poehler. That's cool. What, Russian Dolls? Or the Russian Star Wars? Yeah. 
I don't know anything else that this woman has made. Assistance, never, I've never heard of that. About Last Night, 2014 remake, you ever heard of that? I've heard of it. I don't really remember that much about it. It's got Kevin, it's got that dude from Westworld that just got blown up in Tessa Thompson, Dolores' car. And Kevin Hart, I already said that. Regina Hall. And apparently she did The Bachelorette in 2012. What's that? Like the TV you know, show? Like the Bachelor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's so random. Damn, what a jump. Oh, wait, no, it's a movie. Pretty much an unknown. Good for her. This is kind of a big step then that Star Wars is taking and saying, Russian Doll probably was good as fuck. We want this person to make something for us. And I like that they're putting on lesser known creators and giving them a chance. Yeah, MCU kind of does that stuff too. I'm a fan of that rather than just giving it to people like, I don't know, JJ's kind of that way. Just a big budget kind of guy. Just tries to produce big budget films. I liked a lot of JJ's movies though. I do too, yeah. I didn't like The Rise of Skywalker, but he's made a lot of good stuff that I enjoyed. I really like the Cloverfield movies and I also like his Star Trek remakes as well. Those were all really good. You know who directed Cloverfield though? It was Matt Reeves. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that boy. But yeah, he does produce a lot of good shit. Anyway, I, mean, I agree with you. I like that they're giving a chance to a creator. Hopefully it's not because they know they can try to bully that person into what they want to do. But this sounds cool. Different universe. Or not different universe. Sorry. Hell no. I mean, just different timeline. <laughs> that sounds cool to me. That sounds like something that is refreshing in Star Wars. We need to get away from all the Skywalkers now that they kind of just even butchered that in the end. Get away. Do something else in Star Wars. There's so much stories to tell. Do you think it will be in the future or in the past? From the Skywalker saga. No fucking clue, man. I don't know where any of these things are going to be. At least with the movies, we kind of have an idea. They had someone develop a Knights of the Old Republic story, and they also said it's not going to be the High Republic. They said they're not going to do that yet. Yeah, and you know what's crazy with Star Wars is that it's a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. So there's all this history ahead of the, the Skywalker saga that is already in place, but we just don't know anything about it. That's true. They could go way in the future. I think I remember even in the old comics, all they would go to was they did a Skywalker connection 150 years later. Other than that, it was still kind of similar. They could do a thousand years ahead of that. Why not? It's probably still cool sci-fi crazy shit happening. Oh, guaranteed. Probably just the, the galaxy probably still wouldn't even be that explored by that point. That's a big ass galaxy. Yeah, isn't there the whole entire outer rim and there's uh, unknown regions and all that? There's probably shit even beyond the beyond whatever the unknown regions. Who even knows how big that is? <laughs> well, they know that's where Palpatine was camping out at. Other than that, I don't think so. Yeah, because galaxies have, I think, hundreds of trillions of stars in them for the most part, on average. And that's just stars. And every star has multiple planets around it as well. There's a lot to work with there. Definitely. I say do it. The other thing too, another big Star Wars story this week is that Tony Gilroy, who came in and he's the one who saved Rogue One, the Bourne director and all that. And they brought him in for Rogue One to do all the rewrites and direct and everything. And he added the Darth Vader scene and all that. He's the one who's going to show run the KZ and Andor series. What does that do for you? What does that do for me? Yeah. Does that make you interested even at all? Because I never really cared about this fool to start. I'd never have been like, damn, I need a fucking Casey Andor series. Well, it's definitely a good pick to have run that series, how he handled Rogue One and how he handled that character in Rogue One. But yeah, like you said, I'm still not crazy interested in that character. I mean, he's a pretty cool character, but... He's dead. Yeah, I don't feel like we need a spinoff on him or anything. He seems like he has a troubled past, so he seems like he's got some story there. Yeah, they said this is going to be five years before Rogue One. Early Rebellion era, I guess. 
Yeah, right after Order 66, or not right after, but three or four years after. What? No, 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 this would be, that has to be 15 years after. Yeah, because Rogue One is, what, 16 years after Order 66? No, Rogue One is right before A New Hope, so Luke's already 19, 20, however old he is. It it leads right into the events of New Hope. Yeah, because Order 66 was 19 or 20 BBY, right? I think it was 19. That sounds right. 19, because Luke was born the same day. Damn, what a wild day in history. <laughs> yeah, so much shit. The Chosen One, basically. Well, I guess Ray or Anakin is the Chosen One, supposedly. Anakin's the Chosen One, bro. <laughs> He's supposed yeah, to be. They said Ray's the Chosen One now, too. Yeah, I don't know, man. Who knows? <laughs> the prophecy said Anakin. Though, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that shit, dude. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about some other Star Wars shit, something different. Uh, we were just talking about the female-led one and the Cassian Andor one, which, uh, were you, are you excited for that? What do you think about? I don't really care about any of these except for Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I need to see that. Then maybe I'll see what I think about. And Mandalorian. I like the Mandalorian. Those two. I honestly don't think you should spread yourself too thin putting out stories that maybe not everyone cares about. Probably other characters that you could do that would be way more interesting than these fools. You could do a Jedi trying to survive Order 66, like the video game. They did that in the video game, though, so maybe not. But that's kind of stories that I think would be cool. Like Obi-Wan surviving, that's cool. Yeah, I feel like it just kind of waters down the Star Wars brand. It's making all these, making a spinoff for every single side character. The female-centered one is more interesting to me than Casey and Andor, for sure. Because the idea of it being something different. I like making the universe bigger. That sounds cool. Is it Cassian Andor or Casey? I don't fucking know. I can't even remember anymore. That's I think, <laughs> I think it's Cassian Andor. Andor. Yeah, don't know. Don't care, honestly. When I posted the Star Wars news, people were pissed. I don't understand. What is the big deal? Why can't they just... What's wrong with a woman writing a Star Wars series? I don't understand. Or being at Female Center. They've already done that. People were pissed about that? So many responses. SJW everywhere. That's just the Twitter trolls coming out. I know. So many, though. I can't even believe it. (laughs) Chill the fuck out. Who cares? Just don't watch it. I don't want to get political. Say what you want to say. This country is just pretty divided. I don't know if Twitter is a direct reflection of that. A lot of troll people are starting to get brave and vocalize their opinions more. I don't disagree with you. The internet has made so many more stupid people have a platform that I'm like, I can't believe that this person has this many followers on Twitter and shit, dude. I can't remember this political dude's name who popped up my time on their day. Big runs like some shit called the Daily Wire or something like that. I don't remember his name. This dude had some of the worst Star Wars takes on top of everything too. Just terrible Star Wars takes and just terrible political takes. And I was like, damn, I can't believe people listen to this guy. But I agree, dude. The internet has given so more people a platform. They're getting confidence in their dumbass ways. It's weird that Star Wars specifically, you see it a lot <laughs> as far as pop culture, man. People be split on Star Wars. It's wild to me. Dude, these are fucking space wizards who really cares that much. Come on, chill out. The Star Wars fandom is just a little bit toxic in some parts of it, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, cool. I agree with that. There's definitely parts of the fandom that are level-headed in there. They just enjoy it for what it is. Definitely. There's a lot of wild areas of Star Wars fandom. There's these, the Raylos and whatever. The shippers. They're crazy. And the shippers, man, come up with these random ass ships. Chewbacca and Finn or some shit. Dude, and they'll have weird fan art edits. You could type in any single combo of Star Wars characters in the internet, and I guarantee you will find some form of porn about them. (laughs) (laughs) Or a most random ship. BB-8 and Greedo. Who the fuck is Greedo? 
No, no, no. They'd have to be characters that that met each other. I forgot about Greedo. That oh, they have to meet each other. Solo piece. Fuck that. Oh, Greedo and Han Solo. (laughs) What would you call that? Is it called just fan art or? Those are called shipping, right? Like you were saying, shipping. Yeah, Greedolo. No way. Is that that's (laughs) real? I don't know. Google that. That sounds good to me. Greedolo. (laughs) Greedolo fan art. Oh wow. All right, I'm out of here. What's they got Chewbacca thrown in there? Just a little gangbang style between them. There's one where Greedo was eating out Leia while Han Solo watched and masturbated. (laughs) Jesus Christ! How much you watched that just right now? I just went to images and there it was just full, full of shit, dude. (laughs) Just that's fucking whack shit. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. So no Greedolo though. That's not that we just made one up. Greedolo ship it. Finpo. That's another one I've seen. Finpo. <laughs> that doesn't even flow that well. In the movies, there would have been a case for Finpo until the last movie. There would have been. But I feel like there could have been a case for Ray and Kylo Ren too. I just mean that, that there was parallels between their connection, like with Leia and Han, the way that they filmed some sort of scenes, the subtleness. Like when they would cross each other in hallways. Yeah. Just how they would look at each other. There was one where like chaos is happening and they're trying to all get to their places, but they both stop. And that person walks in front of them. It's the same scene from Empire Strikes Back with Leia and Han. Ryan Johnson did that shit. They, they was there for a bit. When they first meet each other, Poe gives Finn his jacket and he says it looks good on him. And he's like, keep it. I like it. Looks good on you. Yeah, he did say that shit. And he saved his life. That's a big connection right there. Risked his life for him. Some wild shit. They could just be really good friends. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they are. They're boys. Well, apparently they are, yeah. And he curved Rose. Rose, yeah. Oh, he curved her so hard. He wasn't into that. He just got out of an explosion to crash, man. I don't think he was even thinking straight, dude. <laughs> that she put him in, too. She crashed straight into him, yeah. What the fuck? And then just made out with him. She's like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, man, that's ridiculous. Anyway, okay. What else we got? Academy Awards made some new rules. April 28th when we're recording this. One makes sense. The other I wanted to get your opinion on. So the first rule is they are allowing any movie, even if it comes out on streaming this year, to be eligible for the Academy Awards. So as long as they had a plan to release in theaters at one point, that's the catch, which makes sense. I guess, I mean, I thought they were going to cancel the Academy Awards next year, but it sounds like they're going to have it or they might change the categorization year or something like that might push it back a little bit. So they're not doing the limited release thing anymore? They're saying for this year, as long as coronavirus is a thing, that you don't have to release it into a theater. It can just go straight on your streaming service. For example, Tom Hardy's movie next month, where he's playing Al Capone that comes out, and we're probably going to review on this podcast in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that movie looks sick. Looks good. It looks like Josh Trank might... This can make or break his career for sure. I mean, you got a star in Tom Hardy... You just had Fantastic was your last movie. You know, shit was trash. This could be the bounce back, definitely. And he got fired from Star Wars, man. He was just kind of on a downhill there for a bit. Poor so guy. anyway, what I'm saying is that movie could be eligible for the Oscars because it's coming out straight on video on demand. I'm about it. If it's good enough to be nominated. Yeah, I think this could probably help platforms like Netflix and stuff too because Netflix is probably going to have a movie that was going to be in contention this year anyway, and it's probably already filmed, and they're just planning to release it at the end of this year. I haven't even looked ahead. They probably have a movie. It's probably HBO has a movie. Amazon, like all these guys can have stuff. This is the year that a streaming platform 
could win Best Picture. Possibly. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Speaking of new movies, one that just came out on HBO that I really want to watch is... Bad Education? Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Yes, sir. It's got our boy Jimmy Tatro in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were talking about that. I was looking at it more after you talked to me about it. Yeah, it's got a good-ass cast. Hugh Jackman. The other rule, what they're doing now, the Academy Awards, is they're combining sound mixing and sound editing into one category just called Best Sound. And I honestly was on the other side that I think they should recognize more stuff like that. And they need to add stunts. They didn't even add stunts. Yeah, they need to add stunts. That needs to happen so bad because best stunts, that just needs to be recognized. Those people put so much on the line and they put so much hard work into that. I don't get why they wouldn't just recognize that. Stunts make or break a lot of movies. Yeah, it's a huge part of a lot of movies now. Example, the Irishman, the stunts were bad. Looked like some old ass dudes fighting. In most of those scenes, that scene where Robert De Niro was going into that bagel shop or whatever, that was bad. So, so bad. Oh, my God. Unforgivable. (laughs) That could have been nominated for a Razzie. Dude, and you could have easily got a stunt double that whole time because his back would have been to the camera the entire time. Yeah. Anyway, that's a bad stunt. Movie wasn't bad, but that was a bad stunt. Anyway, HBO Max, they're coming May something. I don't remember when it's coming out sometime mid-May, and they just bought the rights. It might be end of May. It might be like 27th or 17th, one of those days. They acquired Seth Rogen's new movie, and they bought it from Sony Pictures. So Sony sold them the rights to this to basically put on their platform. The premise is wild, dude. <laughs> it sounds crazy to me. Wait, yeah. let me re- bring it I up. I do want to talk about American Pickle and the Pentagon shit, though. I can't not. Yeah, I agree. Let me read it all out for the listeners. Here's the story. It follows a 1920s laborer who falls into a vat of pickles and is basically preserved for 100 years. And he wakes up in present-day Brooklyn and finds out his great-grandson, also played by Seth Rogen, is his only surviving relative. And he's a coder. He has no fucking concept of what he does for a living or any, any of the internet. I'm intrigued, though. It sounds batshit crazy, but I would just want to see how it unfolds. The promo shot looks good, dude. He looks like some pool out of the 1920s. Wait, so is this a silent movie? Because I did see that Seth Rogen was shooting a silent movie recently. Or is that a different movie? I don't know. Google that. Or you might be dropping some knowledge on me. Seth Rogen is making a silent movie. Didn't know that. How would they do a silent film? Because it's present day. So it'd be 2020, 100 years later. We were watching this cooking show with David Chang and Seth Rogen. And Seth Rogen was talking to him about a movie coming up and he was saying it's shot. It's all the whole thing's a silent movie and it's all shot without sound. That's pretty crazy. If this, I have no idea, honestly, Google it for this movie. It's called an American pickle. Cause that's an interesting detail to me. It's just like, damn, you're really trying to challenge yourself. Then if you're, just, <laughs> if you're trying to do a movie without speaking, that's crazy. This concept already sounds pretty wild anyway. And if HBO is buying it, they must think it must be pretty decent. Right. That's how I see it. Get a big name star. A-lister, comedy concept. Get that on your streaming platform to launch. Maybe that's it's why they're doing It's actually based on a short story too. Oh, really? The short story is called Sellout by, and it's by Simon Rich. Oh, interesting. It's probably a more serious story and then he's like, I could turn this into a comedy. Yeah. It's one of those things that he pitches and it just sounds like, how high was this guy when he came up with this idea? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds like some random ass idea that we would have just, bro, what if you got pickled for a hundred years? 
and then you pop out and you meet your ancestors and then it's played by the you <laughs> and you play them too. You're also your ancestor. He looks just like you. Except for you're a pickle. What do you think, Zach? You're interested? Wait, he's a pickle? No, I don't I don't think he's like an Rick and Morty. Pickle. No, I, I think he's just a dude. I was messing with. Yeah, this sounds interesting to me. We're not gonna get any movies this year, so I'm in. <laughs> May? Give me it. I need movies, man. Fuck. We got this in the Tom Hardy movie next month. Oh, the, shit. These both come out next month. May, I think. Yeah, they said early beginning of summer. What do we got next? Pentagon. Well, they released these videos, what, two, three years ago? Yeah, so these videos, I remember when we were talking about this with the boys a few years ago when these videos leaked and the Pentagon officially released the three videos to stop the misconception. And they basically confirmed these unidentified flying objects. They called them something else. What was the other term they used? In the video? In their release. They said like aerial, I don't fucking remember. UFOs. That's what they fucking are. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't this the same time they released all that shit about Hitler and Elvis as well? Yeah, this is this. Do we've talked about this on the pod, haven't we, before? We were talking about the fucking aliens and then how... Hitler was alive and he was living in South America and they like they had pictures of him and shit. Venezuela. And the JFK stuff might have been planned. Dude, all this crazy conspiracy shit that came out. Yeah. You know they're just dropping it now because the world's ending. Who cares? Just get the shit out of here. <laughs> they have way more dirt than that. Yeah, this is light. <laughs> this, this is only the surface. Oh, hey, there's three UFOs. Next thing you come out, oh, fuck, they might be walking around running shit. We have bodies. Yeah, we we have living. We found some alien motherfuckers. That could be next. There might be aliens or some fool is just time traveling around in this cool ass ship or something, dude. Something crazy like that. Yeah. There's just so many factors that inhibit us traveling beyond our galaxy, even our solar system. And we don't really know how we would. We don't know the solution to a lot of those problems. Like there's wormholes and shit, but we don't know how those operate or anything. But there's something out there that is just on another level. Definitely. I as far as intellectually, that's got to know how to overcome that shit. That's figured it out or someone told them how to do it. That's all we need. We need the boys out there to help us out. Give us some tips. I wouldn't give us tips, though. The humans are fucking stupid, man. We just now you're killing each other. And maybe they're just watching and waiting for us to reach a certain level. We have to integrate with AI or some shit to evolve to the next level of humans or some shit and then they'll come in and be like all right i feel like you're responsible enough that we could give you some extra help or they're like nope we need to wipe these fools out before they try to take over the universe (laughs) (laughs) possible that's what humans do man we just go and conquer other places and say nah we own this shit now this is australia nope uk now but we'd go to all these plants be like nope trump america i know i was just about to say but I feel like we've come a long way since colonialism. <laughs> but <laughs> and you look at some of the shit we're still doing. Hell no, we got some crazy leaders running some of these countries, dude. Those fools would also be getting sent out there. They would be the ones doing it. It wouldn't be on us. It'd be these other countries, man. Someone would fuck it all up for everyone. I know. I'm actually pretty amazed that no country since the invention of the atomic bomb has launched any nukes at each other. Besides us. Well, yes, besides us. Think about how many tens of thousands of nuclear missiles are just among all these different countries. And no one has ever accidentally shot one out or something's malfunction. A leader just randomly gets pissed and sends out. That's pretty astronomical as far as the odds go that that hasn't happened. Yeah, it's only been how long? 
like 70 There's years. There's a ton of leaks and stuff. So we've done the same thing. Shout out Russia. It's going to happen. <laughs> no, it's fucked. But it will probably happen at some point. It's fucked up. But that's why if they do something, then everyone is sending shit at them. It's just going to get, <laughs> it's going to be fucked. That place is not going to exist anymore. Yeah, it'll be no humans. Nothing could live there for so long. For a bit, yeah. Decades. <laughs> Let's hope that never gets to that. I agree. How are we talking about I this? I don't know. We're talking about know. nukes. Talking about oh aliens, <laughs> man. We started aliens. The the whole point of this conversation was what do you think is the most since we're on we're talking about like UFOs, not aliens specifically, but on this topic, what is the most underrated alien movie you've ever seen? Oh, okay. Underrated or just best? I'd say underrated, man, because there's a lot of really good ones that are underrated. And then there's the classics that everyone knows about, the old Spielberg movies. And Well, this one's not underrated for me. It's probably one of my favorites, but Annihilation, pretty underrated amongst a lot that of people. That was a box office bomb, so underrated. And that movie was amazing. I talk about it so much, I feel bad using that as my movie. I want to see if that's on a streaming platform so we can recommend that to people. Natalie Portman. Oscar Isaac. Alex Garland. Dude, he's next, man. Anyway, streaming. That movie's amazing. It's on Hulu. Hulu. If you got Hulu, go watch Annihilation. Natalie Portman, Oscar Isaac. Tessa Thompson's in it. Pretty good cast. Good writing. Very underrated. If you smoke weed, if you're into that kind of thing, maybe take a hit before and it will... Well, you don't need to, but the movie's going to fuck you up. Yeah, or you don't need to because that movie's wild. I don't know if I'd be wanting to die high. That movie is like shrooms in movie form. Yeah, but you're just not on shrooms, but it just makes you on shrooms. Just Yeah, exactly. It. Like that's the kind of shit that I'm like, oh, this dude, Alex Garland, he's done shrooms before to be able to make this shit and con- conceptualize all this kind of stuff. The only time I've ever seen that was when I was watching Midsommar the other day. I was like, Ari Aster, that dude's done a ton of shrooms for sure. That's definitely the feel. It's a good movie. No, Alex Garland... Came up with that movie while he was dreaming, actually. Or he was inspired by a dream. Okay, I might I might have this mixed up with one of his other movies, but I thought for this one is that he decided to rewrite it only based off his dream and not what it actually was. It was just how he kind of remembered it. Yeah, that's I think that's exactly what happened. Should we check to see if this is Annihilation or Ex Machina? Because he did Ex Machina too, but that one might have been original. It's Annihilation. It's Annihilation. Because okay. I, re- I remember. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's sweet, dude. And it's a good-ass movie. What about you, Zach? What's your most underrated alien movie? Honestly, I consider that movie very underrated. I remember thinking about that movie for days after, and that's when you know it's a good movie. That's something that you keep thinking about after. Wait, what movie? Annihilation. The meaning behind of it and a lot of the concepts was really interesting. It's a really interesting alien take. Uh, yeah, no spoilers, but... <laughs> <laughs> And I don't want to say Arrival because I think a lot of people watch that movie. This is Denise throwing a wave, man. That guy's a master. Yeah, exactly. I was a, really close to saying Arrival as well because that movie, it's just such a unique take on the genre too. It's more focused on communication, which I think is totally realistic. How we would communicate. And we, we as humans would probably fuck it up. <laughs> That's kind of what the, the, how I felt about that movie is if we somehow get lucky and we come across aliens that are nice, that are not trying to wipe us out and they're trying to talk to us but how would they be able to speak to us if they didn't know our language it figuring that out was really interesting to me too good movie also i'd have to bring up a list if i was really trying to go through space or alien movies because those are two recent ones for me that i remember that i was like damn i don't think a lot of people saw these movies arrival had 200 million at the box office though that's pretty good gross or yeah 200 million worldwide it's not bad. It's not insane or anything, but that's like a decent box office hit. Probably. What's the budget for that film? Let's see. 150? 
This movie definitely was the one that got him the budget for Blade Runner. And both of those movies got him the budget for Dune. 47 million budget. What? That's not that much. That's really good for what they did with it. All that shit looked so realistic. And it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Cinematography, Adapted Screenplay. That's why you got the Blade Runner budget for sure. And Dune too. Dune's going to be a masterpiece, man. Can't wait. I know. I'm so excited. I just looked up the Dune budget too, and it's only 40 million. No way. No way. The new Dune movie? Yeah. This is from IndieWire. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I can't believe that. I think this is talking about the old yeah, one. Yeah, that seems way more. This movie has to be like near 100 million at least, dude. Because it's sci-fi and space shit. They did a lot of on-location stuff, but there's big-ass worms and shit. <laughs> Those things got to look good. They got to have a budget for that kind of stuff. Plus all of the costumes that they make for that. It's Warner Bros, man. They're throwing a big budget at this. has to be 100 million. It's probably not reported yet. Yeah, I can't find it. If it's anything less than 100 million, it'll be shocking to me. Just even that cast probably got paid. That cast is so stacked. It's just stacked with a lot of really great actors and come up actors too, like Timothy Chalamet. Like that dude's going to be a great actor for a long time. And this could be the thing that elevates him to that next level. I thought he was pretty damn good in The King. I'm talking like action star where you're getting to that level with Leo, that kind of prestige. Oh, no, I was just commenting on his filmography. Oh, yeah, dude. The King, he was great in that movie. That movie wasn't that good, but he was standout. He was great in it with what he was working with. Him and Robert Pattinson. I thought Robert Pattinson was pretty good in it, too. <laughs> his character was fucking ridiculous, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Not a, His character was uh, not my favorite, but I thought he was pretty good. I know. I, was, I liked him. He was just a wild card in this whole movie for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> Your balls... What the fuck did he say all that shit? He's like, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> That's some hereditary shit right there. They both did that shit. It was in the... Oh, dude, I'll send you the clip. I can find it again. Anyway, we still off topic right now. What are we talking about? I don't want to talk about The Last of Us Part 2 leaks. So. No, I don't even want to talk about... I didn't even want to say what the leaks are. I was just saying, yo, if you're a Last of Us 2 fan and you really care about the story, you should mute all those terms words on Twitter, anything. Because those spoilers, I saw one and I was like, oh, fuck. That's kind of crazy. Oh, you read it? No, I saw one on accident, dude. Because it all leaked. Oh. And then I was like, what the fuck is this? It was just on my Twitter feed. And so then I searched Last of Us 2 and, and everything leaked. So I put out like a warning tweet, dude. But there was so much stuff that leaked. Basically, the whole story leaked. A bunch of screenshots. People are making comparisons to other franchises now. It didn't end so hot. And I don't know, no. man. If you don't want to know anything, just don't Google anything. Don't look into it. It'll ruin it for you, maybe. Whoever that Naughty Dog employee was must have been really pissed. Bro, they must have been shorthanding that guy some money, man. They must have been making those dudes work overtime forever and not paying them. Doing some major crunching or some shit. If you're Naughty Dog, that's almost on you, man. That's <laughs> They just leaked your whole shit. Some crazy shit. He probably was pissed about the game too or something or how the story was going too. And was like, fuck this company. Maybe. Should have paid me money. We're also assuming. We don't really know. I have faith in Nine. I didn't read that guy's comments. I don't know exactly what he said, but dude had to be pissed to leak that shit. If that's true, that's also a rumor. Naughty Dog just delivers. They make fucking amazing games. So you're going to buy this game for sure no matter what? Yes. Oh, yeah. Are you excited for the TV show? I don't really get... <laughs> like, eh. HBO. We'll see. I I would like to see some promotional material. <laughs> you wait, before. yeah, for sure. The it's shaping up. We'll see. Okay, we can move on then. I think that's it. That's all for the main stuff. Now we can talk talk some Westworld. 
the actual reviews. Yeah, we need some reviews. Yeah. So if you have not watched, we're gonna about to review Westworld's episode six and seven. We're combining them. So if you haven't watched yep. those, go watch. Come back. I've been meaning. I've been waiting to talk to this for a bit now, dude. There's some crazy shit that happened. So don't listen past this point. We'll see y'all later. But if you want to hear our extraction review, though, it's going to be on Patreon. That's only $5 a month. If you're hesitant about it, we can send you some samples. Yeah, we'll give you some pre-episodes, though. I'll shoot you some. Fuck yeah. If you like Game of Thrones, too, we're doing a whole series on Game of Thrones. We're going through everything from the beginning of Aegon's Conquest all the way up to probably Robert's Rebellion with the Mad King and everything. We're going to do the whole history of the Targaryens, anything that can possibly be in the show. We just talked about Aegon's past two sons. It reminds me of Joffrey May's crazy, wild stuff. It's it's very Game of Thrones feel, a lot of the stuff that's going to happen in that show. So go check it out. We're doing a whole series there. Patreon.com slash notanothermoviepod. Megor is literally a combination of Joffrey and the Mad King. I just realized. Plus, this. he's just a badass warrior, though. He's I don't even know who to combo him with. That's true. Because he would fuck you up, man. He'd back it up. Would, he's a yeah. new beast. <laughs> he's like... Yeah, he's a he's a legal yeah. zone. So check it out. Okay, so let's talk some Westworld. We could just start with episode six. You could just say if overall if you thought that episode was good and how you thought seven was. I thought episode six was a lot better than five for sure. Oh, definitely agreed. It was way more cohesive. It just felt like you know there was a solid narrative going throughout the whole thing. It didn't feel jumbled and it didn't feel like they didn't know where they were really going with that episode. Like five, kind of. Five felt like you had this thing and then you wanted to throw in this drug trip and you wanted to throw in an action scene and it was a little underwhelming, all of it, in the end. But that episode six, you finally saw some real fallback of them leaking all this info, which was something we were critical of. We didn't think there was enough of in episode five specifically. But six, you had started out, his doctor killed himself. He's now in this facility where they're trying to brainwash him. The action in six was way more meaningful. The action actually felt like it was pushing the plot. And it wasn't just there to have an action scene because the producer or whatever wanted to just have it in there. Are you talking about the Tessa Thompson part, Eloris? Yeah, with the robot, mm-hmm. the big mech suit. Dude, that thing was badass. Yeah, that part was cool. So sick. They missed her a lot. Those guys can't they, shoot for shit, but <laughs> it, was, it was good. Oh, yeah, that's true. Wait, what was your big issue though? That's what I want to hear. Because you said you had one big issue with Six. Some shit turned into video game style stuff. Oh, with the shooting? Just how they miss her a lot, yeah. They're just shooting at the robot and it's like, she's running away. Why wouldn't you have someone shooting at her too? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's one part that really bugged me too. The way they were trying to fight the robot when they're shooting at it and their bullets are just bouncing off like they're shooting a BB gun You're wasting it. your shit. Yeah. What the fuck? Come you on. Doing? You got to get the fuck out of there or get around it or something. You know, you can't just keep standing there shooting at it that felt very who the fuck is devos hiring just these dumbasses to be their security <laughs> there bots out here dude and that part was probably the main thing but dude that episode when it had the man in black when he was tripping balls and he was fighting himself and that all of his parts were so good i thought and the music bro when they did the part where he was just like how can you tell what's real and he's like if i can't tell does it matter and they played his score oh my god this is so the way they brought in his score was so perfect What's that fool's name again? Ramin, the composer, the game, the guy who did Game of Thrones. I always oh, Ramin Dijwadi. Ramin Dijwadi. That boy is a fucking legend already, man. He's so good. Beast. That was the best part of that episode for me. He's so good at this point. 
it's like a John Williams or Hans Zimmer thing where he alone could sell me to go watch a movie. He elevates any project he's in. For real. That's a game changer, man. When you got people like that, that no matter what, even if some of this shit is trash, the score is going to be good. The cues that, and then stuff that he brings in randomly. Sometimes like some of these songs, like I remember one time when he brought in a Kanye West song and I was like, damn, that sounded fucking really good. And it felt really naturally into Westworld. I know I liked all of the man in black's parts. I was really confused with Ed Harris's comments though. The character progresses. It's not just going to be, so are you saying it's a bad thing that the character evolves and progresses through the show? Are you in referencing? So we need to, because the listeners won't know what we're talking about. Are you in reference to his interview with Vulture, the tweet that I put out? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So for the, Ed Harris said that he signed up to play the man in black and this season hasn't been his favorite because he doesn't really know his character's motives at that point of that episode because he was seeing scripts as they were coming. The story was coming. He didn't get to see, I guess, the end or where his story ends up when they filmed a lot of that stuff. Is from what I'm understanding, it sounds like. Well, he's playing him amazing, I think. He's a fucking great actor. Bro, he's so good. Three-time Oscar nominee. Boy, he's a fucking legend. Absolute beast. I've liked his character. Yeah, I, I like his character a lot this season. He's definitely one of the highlights. And I like how his motivations are unfolding, you know? Yeah, he's like, I'm the good guy. <laughs> I was cracking up. And he's yeah. like, I'm the good guy because yeah. I'm going to stop you idiot robots that are ruining everything. And it's he's the one who kind of caused all this shit, too. He's part of the problem. So that's his motive for all this. I like that. It gives him a reasoning. Cleaning up my own own mess. This is probably what, you know how there was this whole, there's this whole game, there's whole this next level to this stuff. This is what they were planning was the robots coming over, fucking shit up in the real world. That's the next level. Are you saying that this was Ford's plan the whole time? I think maybe he just knew that at some point this was going to happen. But I do have a theory because didn't he plan his death pretty much? Yeah, 100% planned it out. My theory is that both of them were always planning to put their conscious into a host both of them him and arnold ford and arnold i think that bernard right now so you want me to tell you one of my overall theories that i was i was actually talking to daniel about this she hates this theory so so, yeah my theory is that just because of a lot of things that dolores has said but maybe when they were trying to take a human conscious and put it into a host that's why they were copying him so that they could live have immortality as humans but they were humans doing it and they needed a host to figure it out or do it properly and he had to sacrifice himself. I think that Arnold had to kill himself for Dolores to then be able to do it properly and put him into a host's body. So really that's Arnold. So he's Bernard right now. It's one of his personas, but under it all who hasn't just discovered himself is Arnold. And I think that must be why he's so important to Dolores. For some reason, Dolores has been keeping him alive and even brought him back from the dead for a reason. And I think the reason must be is that he's one of the first true crossovers between the two species. She's like the destroyer, like we've talked about before. And he's the one who's going to try to figure out the world after all this stuff goes down. You really think she's a destroyer? Yeah. She's out there to fuck everything up and start a new world. And she's not anticipating to make it out of this alive. I don't think she is. Doesn't seem like it at all. Yeah. Well, seeing how Caleb's character got set up at the end of episode seven. And just that she's willing to kill off her own other Dolores bodies. She's willing to let herself, her copies die. Yeah, but she doesn't hold herself above them. It's just whatever your part is in the plan. Her plan. Whatever needs to get done. Yeah, her plan. But even if she has to die for her own plan to succeed, 
it's fine because her plan is above everything, even her own life. I agree. Okay, we're on the same page. Because her plan is that she's going to destroy everything and that's what she wants to do. And But she needs someone there to be there after for when she finishes it. And so that's what I think Bernard is for. Because I can't think of any other reason why she keeps this guy alive. This guy tried to kill her and stop her and she needs that for some reason. But she just knows that there's no way Bernard's going to stop this right now or Arnold, whoever it really is going to be in the end. But for after that. Wait, so you think Arnold, his actual human consciousness is inside Bernard? That's my theory is that he somehow transferred over into this body and it's really him and he's a successful transfer. They somehow figured it out. The thing that William and William's stepdad were trying to figure out, Dolores did it. And that's why there's all those comments she's made. You're a perfect copy. And she said some stuff in the past too that have just been little hints for me. And now I really feel like where we're getting to this story, she's not going to make it out of this shit, but he needs to be there. And everyone else is collateral. Yeah, so like William's stepdad, how he thought he could transfer his consciousness, but it was actually just a copy of himself. His real body died. His real consciousness just died. Yeah, and he was kind of glitched out too. And probably William. but Because we've seen a part of William's life where he's way in the future. Two, at the end of season two, I don't know if you went back and watched that scene, but that's confirmed that's in the future somewhere. He's stuck in a time loop. That's even past when he's in the mental facility. From my understanding, from what the writer, the creator said, they said that is in the far future. So it's in, we'll see. It's interesting okay. to see how that gets there. Damn, so he's eventually going to become like Bernard, maybe? No, I was thinking he's eventually going to be stuck in this mind fuck where he's this his conscious is just getting reset or some shit caleb might be a host even though solomon referred to him as a human he might be a host because of the way that he experiences memories because he experiences memories just like the other hosts do and not like a real human he experiences them as perfect images and they talked about this a lot in season one how the hosts they experience memories as like they're actually there living it instead of just big images in their heads. He has a lot of stuff where it jumbles around, jumps around. We didn't even see the Kid Cudi that he killed his boy until this episode f- completely. Like, that was the reveal. That made sense when you were just thinking of... I was like, well, yeah, one of those fools... Someone must have killed someone. Why? <laughs> that was pretty obvious. That was the problem, I think, I was going to say in that episode, was the big reveal that he killed Kid Cudi. It wasn't insane. No, it was probably since... The second or third episodes, I was already kind of suspecting that he probably killed and that guy. he was guy. brainwashed at obvious some point in his life. That was, yeah, we've talked about this before. So that reveal didn't do anything. The biggest reveal this season was that Dolores was all the copies, but we were kind of onto that. I didn't actually think about the Asian fool for some reason, but it made total sense because I was like, I'm pretty sure that Tessa Thompson must be Dolores. I don't know why I didn't extend the idea, but... That one was the bigger reveal to me. Yeah. That, oh, shit, everyone is Dolores. She only trusts herself, and you can't even really trust yourself. But yeah, I agree. That was, I don't know, that was a little underwhelming, this last episode. The last episode was overall not great, in my opinion. I didn't think it was too bad. It was all right. I thought episode six oh was the best out of these last three. 100%. Yeah, that was a lot cooler episode for sure. The latter half of episode seven with the action sequence was really well handled, I thought, though. I Oh, you mean like the stunts? Yeah, with the, between Dolores and Maeve. Yeah, I like the battle, but I just, I've had a hard time buying into why they hate each other so much. For one, they're both hosts and Maeve's motives this season for me are really weak. So I just, I don't really, yes, <laughs> bro, it's so bad. Dolores spelled it out for you multiple times. Your people 
basically don't exist. They can delete that world in two seconds. Why do you care? Why is that your motive? Why are you even siding with these people? He's using you. Basically telling her, go do your own thing. Do whatever you fucking want in this world. You're not really like even my main threat because you're another host. I just have to stop you because you're trying to stop this kind of thing is how I get. Maze's storyline just hasn't been great for me this year, man. She's just a pawn. Yeah, and they like, because they've painted her out to be so much smarter. So it, it bothers me for one. And the consistency, the one thing I didn't like in this fight and just overall this season, I guess, is just the consistency with how injuries mess with the host. Like sometimes they're really fucked up and sometimes they're unfazed. Dolores just gets shot point blank 20 times. Fine, walks it off. <laughs> but this one, she's crawling to the machine at the end. But Maeve gets shot twice in the neck and the leg, but the other time she got stabbed once and she was done for. I don't know. Just the consistency this season. It, it seems like the writers just are really fucking with that or doing it to their favor. Push the story along. What do you think? I agree. I would just say as far as the action of that whole sequence went, the choreography, the stunts, and the use of location and the use of this future tech was pretty yeah, cool. I liked all that. The fighting with future tech was so cool. The one thing I, I was thinking that right away, both of them should have had their machines either try to take the other machine out. So then you're at a tactical advantage. Right, Like right away, they should have been trying to fire at each other. And they kind of missed a lot, their machines, if that's their mind controlling it. Overall, I, I like their fighting and stuff, but that's what I was saying with the, some of the consistencies are were a little off. Yeah, that big drone ship could not hit for shit. Yeah, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Until it hit Dolores' arm once. Yeah. Fucking blew but her off. She was off. running out in the open and it it couldn't even lead her off at all. Or I know. She's not that fast. <laughs> yeah. And I accidentally watched the commercial for the next episode. Oh, I'm I not even going to talk about it on air because I know there's people who skip that stuff. But I asked because I was trying to watch the behind the scenes stuff and I forgot that they do that first. Wish it was the other way around because I just don't even want to see it. It's the finale. I don't need to know anything else going in. And I'm not even necessarily the most hyped right now either going into the finale. I was more excited when I saw that how they left Dolores. But then the preview, I was like, well, fuck. I mean, she's just whatever. We don't need to talk about yeah. it. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't talk about it, but I know what you're saying. It's like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just, well, whatever, man. Y'all just fought for what? <laughs> And I like her plan. We always knew that she was using Caleb for something. She uses everyone for something. And that's cool because that means the first episode, she totally planned it looked like she was all in pain to get him to take care of her and all that, which was pretty clear even in that episode anyway, because then she's popping up and shooting people 20 minutes later <laughs> when she's making in that car. But so that just goes kind of back to my problem with the consistency is like, okay, so she was fine there completely. She was faking all that shit. But is now, is she faking it? It looked like she was actually in pain, struggling because her arm's all fucked up and she's shot up. Maybe they need to paint out how much blood they need to have in their system or something. But back in that first episode, she got shot up. She was probably bleeding out pretty good. That consistency has been something this season that's been really bothering me. And I like Caleb's character a lot, though. His struggle has been really interesting and it's cool to see them mirroring all those people who are in with the, the shit with Solomon, all those bodies, those humans, just they're still alive, but they're basically shut down. That's the same thing as all the robots under the, the hosts under the, the building, just sitting there chilling inactive. It's the same concept. The defects too. They're the same type of anomaly in the exactly. system. It's cool parallels. feels like we know where they're going. They're going to wake up all those people if you want to animate to watch show, watch Psychopaths because this shit rips a psychopath off so hard. In Psychopath, this season specifically, you could say it's an homage, but in my opinion, it's ripping it off because it's the exact same shit. It has this thing called the Sybil system that it predicts 
everyone's outcomes and it tells everyone what jobs they're going to get and what their life path is going to be. And it weeds out criminals. That's not a new concept. Criminals, it can predict though. Like Minority Report had the same thing. This, I think, I'm not sure if this or Minority Report was first, but yeah. Just watching Psychopaths recently, I haven't seen Minority Report in so long. Just watching Psychopaths in this last year, though, it was like, wow, okay, there's so many story beats that are just exactly the same. I think that's something that's been used a few times. There's probably other examples, too, where I have any. But I remember my report was they could see what you were going to do in the future. It's basically the same shit. You're predicting what you're basically saying what this person's going to do before they do it. Same kind of concept as what you're talking about and Westworld. It does feel like a natural progression from what Westworld did previously with hosts and saying, oh, we're doing this with humans now. Like the reason we use these robots we're testing so we could try to do this with humans. That makes sense to me. It does feel like the season got... Collecting data. Yeah, exactly. It does, which they fucking do to humans now. Everyone, they're collecting data on us all the time. They're listening to me say this shit right now. The one thing is it does feel they went from this kind of grounded show with this theme park that all those people got killed. Didn't even seem like it was that big of a deal in the real world to where they just jumped to this point where the whole is involved with this concept. It does feel like it went in one season really big. And they're talking about doing six seasons of this shit. How the fuck are they going to do six seasons? What? There's going to be some kind of crazy fallout. Like we there were has saying. to be. There's no other way this thing goes that it's not host versus humans or random affiliations popping up. Because I don't see how I, <laughs> I don't see where this is going after this. It seems like they're wrapping it up pretty good right here. The one more season felt like yeah the fallout, but I guess maybe they're thinking fallout season and then whatever the establishment that pops up after for the, the future seasons. But damn, dude, six seasons, it's a lot. They could do that, the fallout post-apocalyptic world, or they could do the opposite and make it this crazy utopia comes out, but then there's this underlying darkness behind the utopia that slowly rises throughout the season. That's kind of what this is, though. Like This was supposed to be a utopia where they're controlling, they're getting rid of the outliers that could fuck it all up for everyone. And we're seeing exactly what these outliers are doing. They're going to blow everything up. So do you think Caleb makes it out of the season? I feel like Aaron Paul's character is done for. I thought Solomon was basically telling him before the EMP went off, he was going to say that, what was his last words he was saying? He's like, I should warn you that got cut off. I was thinking right then he was going to tell him that, bro, you're fucked. You're not making it out of this no matter what. And I think how he could die is he's still going to end up He's going to maybe shoot off this world, cause this whatever next level of this stuff. But then he's going to go and realize everything he's done. And it's still going to happen. And he's going to go out on the pier and jump off. That's going to be his end. And that's going to be the end of his character. I could see that. I don't know if he makes it out of this, honestly. Yeah. And he just signed on for a movie today that sounds pretty trippy. That probably is going to be the first project he does instead of season four, when they're probably going to start filming that right away once you can Everything is going to go into production right after this. So projects are going to get dropped left and right by people. I did see that too. That project he signed on. Some sci-fi trippy shit. Anyway, this season overall, there's been some really cool parts. And I like them expanding the world and the feel of it is cool. But this last episode and episode five were two of my least favorite Westworld episodes overall ever. Up there with some of the season two episodes. There was some season two episodes. I think it was five six four around the middle of season two were pretty bad i rewatched it and i did i liked it a lot more the second time because then i started to really enjoy watching the indian guy's story and all these other people that were starting to become aware of what was happening the ending was not good dude the conclusion to where they're all going to this world it just seems stupid to me (laughs) 
that was the ending was the part I didn't like the least. I didn't really like that too much. I really didn't like Maeve going to the the Japanese village either. That seemed kind of pointless. Oh yeah, I can't remember. There was something to go find her daughter or something, dude. It was that whole line was it was cool because it showed more of the world. It showed more of the Westworld world. But there was cool parts of that show. You could it showed more how the man in black has just completely lost his shit. He even killed his daughter and he killed his wife previously. Man, that guy's crazy. They elevated some characters for me, but the ending was the least part that I liked in season two. And I feel like this that might be what happens with this season again. So yeah, man, we're hitting it. With that whole alternate world, that fake world where they would just actually, they yeah, died. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it, you die. You don't, cause then you can just get deleted. It's not like this is, uh, I guess that's similar. I was thinking of that Black Mirror episode we watched that one time where they put San Junipero, where they put their mind in something. Cause technically that can just get shut down too. And it's the same concept. It's not a real world. Just one EMT that destroys all the data and it's just done. Exactly. Yeah. Gone. Unless they have, backup somehow which they don't <laughs> this that whole motivation and it carrying over to Maeve this season just feels her storyline because she's such a cool character that they could have done they haven't had a lot to do for Maeve and for Bernard this season they really haven't had a lot to do for those guys maybe they're saving Bernard for the future seasons uh, one big problem I had with this episode was right after William said I'm gonna kill both of you kill me now or I will come back and kill you it shows them 10 minutes later and they drove in the same car together to a gas station. And they station. let him walk in. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah, they let him just walk away. That was so stupid. Get that boy handcuffed up. So that's true, too. I forgot about that. That was pretty dumb. Bernard makes some stupid decisions. <laughs> the fuck? It made no sense. And Maeve's exposition, too, when she's about to slice up Dolores. What the fuck? She's walking up to her. And she says something so stupid. It fell out of like a cheesy action movie. And of course, Dolores presses that button. I hated that, too, that part. There's something else, man. And Maeve was just walking slow as fuck. Exactly. The whole time. That woman would be hustling, dude. If she really cares about her daughter that mm -hmm. much. You got her vulnerable. You got to take her right now when she's vulnerable. She's crawling to something. Why are you? <laughs> she clearly has a plan. Otherwise, she wouldn't Backup be Backup plan. Yeah. She got this big machine that's beeping with buttons on it. What the fuck are you doing letting her walk, crawl towards that thing? Run up on her, girl. Let's go. Yeah. This episode, man. Overall, dude, I was kind of angry at it. Especially after six, I felt like six got it back on track a little bit again, except for the one, the one little thing. That's an, okay. I'm totally remembering now. So Tessa Thompson blows the fuck up. Fine. Walks it off. They can't take a couple shots now. I don't understand. It's more consistency back and forth. How the fuck does she survive an explosion? No problem. <laughs> Other people get stabbed. That was pretty badass. Though. I think that was great, but that establishes that, dude, these people can survive crazy shit and be fine. Then an episode later, they're not able to walk off some stuff. Consistency. Her character, Charlotte slash Dolores, whatever the fuck she is, definitely coming for blood on hey, Dolores. Dolores. Hey, Dolores, yeah. Definitely, dude. Well, she basically outed her. Remember that she outed the Asian Dolores. She told them where she's at, where that one was at. No, wasn't that Maeve that... Told. I understand the way I took it. The outed the Asian Dolores. Yeah, but the thing is, remember, Hey Loris called them up and said, "Yo, someone on their way." Because I thought that meant the only way she would know about oh, that yeah, is yeah. that she passed on that information. Possibly. Well, yeah, she had to have. Otherwise, why are they even showing her calling them? <laughs> that's that's I don't know, that's how I took that. She's her own factor, is how I feel in it. Hey Loris. Oh, definitely. She's a rogue unit. Yeah, which is cool. I like that. Yeah, her character is one of the really interesting ones this season, for sure. And the way she acts like Dolores, too. She has the the walk down with her hands right by her side. 
and she's picked up a lot of Dolores's mannerisms. She's doing a good job, Tessa Thompson. She's a good actress. I don't really have anything else on that one. No, I mean, all the finish is strong. One more episode. I love Westworld. I just, I want to see it get back to its roots. Not back to its roots, but get back to the same quality as season. So one. crazy twists and stuff. So what's your big prediction then for the finale? Put it on air. They're trying way too hard for these twists. They're setting up twists just to have twists, and they're not setting up characters and events to drive the I story. I feel like, man, if you showed me the outline for the season, I'd be like, this is pretty good. But the last twist was definitely underwhelming with him killing Kid Cudi. It seemed, I don't know, it just didn't feel like that big reveal for the end of your season reveal. The Dolores one was yeah. a good one. I guess what I'm saying is, the twists don't feel as natural to me because they're almost withholding information from the viewers just to kind of hold it over your head just until they want to get a twist out a of it. A good you. twist last season when I was rewatching was that Dolores was in Tessa Thompson. That was a good twist. Wait, Dolores was in Tessa Thompson? Yeah. Last season? Yeah, that was a good twist. Yeah, that was a good twist. It should have made sense even from then that, yeah, of course, that's Dolores in both in both of them. She did it already. Yeah. So, I mean, eh, we'll see. Maybe We'll not. see on this next episode. I got to end strong, though. I don't know what... My prediction is the whole, the big twist, the big, big twist is that his conscience is somehow going to get connected over Bernard and Arnold. They're the same person. But if they brought Ford back into it somehow, that would be crazy because he got himself killed too. Maybe he's plotting to be there after all this goes down. And he maybe they wanted to beat the system because they would have had to have been outliers, right? Oh, Bernard and yeah. Ford? For sure. How, why would they allow them to make this shit if they're so worried about outliers popping up? They must have been aware of them and they knew that they weren't going to be allowed to do this. So they plotted some way around it. That's the only thing that makes sense, right? They were also doing this shit, what, 35 years ago is when they started the park? That was before Rehoboam was made, I think. Oh, fuck. That's a, well, we got, we'd have to double check that now. I feel like they were working on that shit for a long time. Ciroc is old, and they showed him young. Yeah, but that was probably when they were working on Solomon or a different iteration. Because Rehoboam is the newest big super AI. There's two of them, right? There's the one that was out, and then there was the one they locked up because he was kind of crazy and <laughs> go buck wild. Oh, his brother? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even the robots, they were modeled after their pert. Oh, there was more. Yeah, there was more than two. Because remember in that flashback scene, they were talking to that crazy rich investor and he rattled off a, a bunch of names. He was like, why are you calling them all these stupid fucking names? And then he said, like, David, Solomon. He was just saying a bunch of like, yeah, different names. Yeah, you're right. What if Ciroc's not even real anymore? He's just AI. That's the AI form of him that's formulating. They, that would make sense. They have been setting it up kind of like that. Because he's every time you think he's real and he's in a place, he, it's always just a hologram of him. There was one time I thought he was real. That they did, He did something that was so real that I didn't feel like I'm a, a... Can he physically grab stuff when he's in that form? As a hologram? No, I don't think so. He so he definitely killed the president or whatever, or someone. He killed someone. That was a flashback though, wasn't it? When he killed that rich investor? Not that one. When he took him out to the plane crash? No, not that one. That's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of when he killed someone. He didn't kill the president. He killed... Remember there was that, the person who sold the information and he went into the room and was like, this is what we'll do to your family and put those goggles on that floor. Oh, yeah. He killed that guy. He shot him point blank. Yeah. So he was there in that scene. So that was the first time I was like, okay, shit, maybe he is a real person. Because before that, the whole hologram theory was strong because we hadn't even seen him in person really. Or will we even know if he was in person or not? 
that would be interesting twist. They'd have to I, they'd have to explain that somehow that he's not real. But it would be interesting. He's a host too. Ooh, they're Could all be. hosts. What makes sense? Every there's no humans anymore. They're all they're all in a simulation. simulation. That's the woke woke Westworld brain working. <laughs> the overworld, quote unquote, is a, actually a simulation as yeah, well. Yeah, they did some Matrix shit, and what's his name? The Man in Black's line doesn't matter. That's the fucking woke line of it all. But dude, some next level shit. Yeah, right if there, you can't bro. tell the difference, why does it matter? I know that shit makes me. That makes sense. Honestly, makes me paranoid thinking about too. <laughs> Oh, about our reality? That theory is... I think that theory is really interesting that if we either haven't figured out how to be in a simulation or we're already there and we're in it. That's yeah, interesting. Definitely makes sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, argument against that is simulations are usually more exciting. If you're going to make a simulation to watch it or something, you would want it to be... No, that's not really a good argument though. I just heard Elon Musk say that one time that if you're going to make a simulation, you would make it full of the most exciting things. But then what if you just want to run a simulation just to gather, gather data yeah. for as an experiment of some you're sort? You're just trying some shit just to see what happens Yeah, with your when you dropped into a situation. Yeah, I don't fucking know. That's big brain shit that we're talking now again. I don't know. What else we got? That's a good little Westworld pod, though. All that. All right, so that's all we got this week, everyone. Thank you for listening to our pod, listening to the whole Westworld stuff. We'll be back. We're going to do a finale one. We still don't know yet on Luke. Could be soon. But then when we get him back, we're going to do, for sure, our Midsommar Hereditary pod. That's going to be the first one we do back with that fool. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. And... And next pod too, we're going to do call-ins too. This is what I forgot to mention. That's what I forgot to plug at the beginning was doing call-ins. We got a number now. Call us 415-729-3513. Leave your name. Drop a question on anything. We don't care. We're going to do a whole pod where we're just answering questions from people or a whole segment. So call us 415-729-3513. You can also email us at notanothermoviepod at gmail.com. If you want to do a question that you don't want to be on air you can even send us like a voice message on our email there too you could dm us questions at not a movie pod or at culture crave what else shout out julian that's our producer our editor our boy shout out roberto our new graphics guy if you've seen all these cool graphics that we're putting out on our twitter at not a movie pod that's all thanks to our patroners shout out all you thank you for sending us money we're just putting all that stuff back into doing more cool shit on our feed make it a little more lively we got a new logo new header all that stuff plenty other ideas coming what else we got maybe some reviews let's see shout out charlie jackson 235 i feel like i might have shout out this boy before but thanks again bro appreciate it <laughs> shout out mike with some of our patroners this week too let's see i know we got a bunch down for maintenance patron never fucking mind shit well if you signed up i got you on the next pod and if you haven't patreon.com slash not another movie pod so we out on that one peace